Some of us have lives, you know what I mean. <laughs> <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Family with... Co-host, Catherine Brandt. L.A. Nick. Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen. And Andy Brandt-Bernard. And we'll be right back, kick things off. Special guest this hour, lots of news. Right back after this with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant walls around motor group walls.com and doug sprinthal Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Sneaky music. That's all there is to it. Very sneaky. Ladies like, and like gentlemen, Panther. we are back for another day. I just uh, saw this uh, from the Babylon Bee. Which, if you want to get real news, you got to go to Babylon Bee. <laughs> Although it's all the only ones fake. Who... No, what? No, it's not. This is a it's all the... real. 100% yeah. truth okay. right here. Yay. And that's all we ever do is stand up. Uh, there's a picture of a mountain lion running next to a woman on a running track. There's a young woman running her hardest, and there's a mountain lion right next to her running his or her hardest. Yes. And the headline says, South Dakota passes controversial law banning mountain lions from competing in women's sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dr. Seuss books? Oh, God. If I ran the oh zoo, $1,000 on Amazon. There you go. What is it? <clears throat> Dr. If, Seuss. I, if ran I ran the zoo, yeah, they banned it. So yep. Now they're and now big it's a money. Hardcover, thousand dollars, five hundred ninety-nine ninety-five for a very good thousand uh, dollars wow. for like new, thirteen hundred like new. So if anybody's got the if I ran the zoo book, you can cash in. Thousand bucks, thousand mm. bucks, baby. Mm. That's all you need to know. It's also a young man walking past the U.S. Capitol. He's got a big smile on his face, and behind him, of course, would be the razor wire and the uh, fence. You know. 
And he says, and I quote, I sure am glad I don't live in one of those banana republics, says man as he walks by a wall indefinitely surrounding capital. <laughs> it is. It's a banana republic now. It That's is. what we live in. It like is. It. We have lost our minds. Did it's getting see, worse by the day. Have you too. seen the bill for the National Guard there? Uh, what, didn't they uh, say it's going to be a total of a half a billion dollars? Yes. What? <laughs> a half it's a, a half billion, billion dollars we're paying. It's $500 Wait, million. Dollars. The National Guard, aren't they volunteers? No, but you still have to How's pay. The, the military still has to pay. You know, they get paid. They get paid. And, and all do the they get paid? How much do they get paid? Not a whole lot. Uh, not a lot, think. but they get paid. Yeah. But the bill from the military is $500 million. Let's see. $500 million. We're wasting, complete waste of the taxpayers' money. I just don't understand what we're doing. Politicians don't feel safe. They're going to do whatever they want. Well, Democratic politicians don't feel safe. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Because of the insurrection. No, it's because white supremacists. They're coming. That's what they think. But I have a question for you about that. If that's true, then why is it that the FBI has pictures, actual pictures of people planting bombs in front of the, both the Democrat and Republican headquarters yeah. in Washington, D.C. that day? They released them yesterday, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They were going to bomb both the Democrats and the Republicans. So this this whole idea that this is a, a Republican thing or a Trump thing or a Democrat thing or whatever, it's all of them. They want to yeah. blow up the whole damn country. It's anarchist. It is, yeah, absolutely. They don't want anybody. They don't want Democrats, Republicans. They don't they want independence. They Anarchy. want to say. Anarchy. Are you losing it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you losing it? He's a, a 70s punker. So the National and Guard gets paid. Uh, well, so their pay is called drill pay, and it's based on the two weeks of training a year and one weekend <laughs> each month. And privates get $3,600 a year. Staff sergeants get $5,600 a year. But you have to pay to trans- a year. You have to pay to transport yeah. them. Yep. You have to pay for their yeah. weaponry. Their also, there are certain bonuses and allowances that they get. They're not very specific yeah. about, but they're not, you know, they're not huge. National Guard doesn't have... pay very much because usually there's not a whole lot going but, on. But here's the icing on the cake. I seen, I heard this yesterday from on, on, uh, uh, CNN, that actually, if something did happen, the National Guard can do nothing except call the Capitol Police. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. They can't it's a do anything. They have no jurisdiction. This whole thing has been a scam, all of it. The, 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 uh, the mask mandates were a scam. The, this is a scam. That's a scam. The way the whole capital, the U.S. Capitol thing was hand, handled was a scam. I mean, those people that came forth and said that cop was beaten to death with an extinguisher. Never happened. You shouldn't never be happened. kicked out of the It never happened. Never happened. You lying sacks of crap. Yep. Yep. He did get sprayed, with, he crap. Got sprayed with bear spray. That was the only yes. thing that, that ever touched nice. that man. And he had, yep. a, they're saying he probably had a massive heart attack. Yeah, heart attack or a stroke yep. or something. Yeah. They don't really. But he never was touched with any blunt yeah. object. I'm pretty sure bear spray might cause a heart attack or something. Well, you can't it, no, I actually have bear spray. I use bear spray in our house for weapons, for defense. And it does, it can cause severe blindness and it can cause yeah. you, it can cause you to have problems breathing. Oh, yeah. um, you yeah. should shoot yeah. people like in the crotch area when you're going to shoot bear spray at a human. 
That's can what you, I always do. Can anyway. you be that accurate with bear spray? You actually can. It's very it's fine pretty, pointed. Yeah. Yes, and it shoots very yeah. far. It's not like a mist, like no, it's not like mace or anything. It shoots yeah. far. Like like you ever use yeah. wasp spray? <clears throat> I love wasp spray. It's almost like wasp spray. <laughs> I love wasp spray. <laughs> I do. There's nothing more. It's almost like that, Catherine. Satisfying than hitting a wasp nest with wasps. Yeah, it's spray. almost <laughs> like that, but it's bare. Oh, well, that's really, really. Uh, I would think that 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 you're using bear spray on a person, and they're using those. I, I know that rioters use that stuff. That should be. A special kind of punishment. Yeah. Because that yeah, is nasty, true. terrible oh, nasty. stuff. And it shouldn't permanent be able bl- to use Permanent that. blindness. So. Unbelievable. All right, one more thing from the Babylon Bee, then we'll move on from the Babylon Bee. But this one is very important. Megan and Harry request that everyone please respect their privacy and also make sure to tune in to keeping <laughs> up with the Markles. <laughs> I love the Babylon Bee. Ooh, they just rip everybody. Kardashians is over, so yeah, I see that this would easily see? be a replacement. Well, Catherine, look at this headline in the Palm Beach Post. What? Bernard seeks vaccines for black communities. Too bad it's spelled with an E. Don't point that out. <laughs> it's Mac Bernard, not Tom Bernard, but it still says Bernard seeks vaccines for black communities. What the hell's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. All I ever do is work for the people. You know what I mean? It's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Everybody should be, have access to a vaccine. Ah, uh, yes. Them. You're absolutely right. They should. Everybody should be able to get the uh, the vaccine if they want them. Uh, did you get you get vaccinated yet, L.A.? I have not. My dad did yesterday, the day before yesterday. He got his first shot. And actually, my How dad. How old is he? He, is, he turned 80 yesterday. So happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. That's very nice. Oh, so 80. So he's been qualified for a while. Yeah, but my parents don't really do that kind of stuff. My mom won't yeah. get it. No. My dad won't get it. Our, I don't care one way or the other. If I get it or I don't get it, I couldn't care less. Well, my father got it, and it's been a, a month of not feeling very yeah, well. Yeah, it really which, uh, didn't do well. well. He hasn't, yeah. My dad hasn't felt anything from it. so. Hmm. It's the second Moderna one is what got my dad really Oh, badly. yeah, he hasn't yeah. gotten the second yet. And he, is yeah, get, the he did get the really Moderna. His butt. Hmm. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So all we do is deliver the hard news. You know what I mean? You feel me? <laughs> I don't think there's any question about it. Now, I, um, there's a number of things just pop up in the news. I don't really understand where we're headed. Uh, this is you know canceled, and that's canceled, and this is horrible, and you can't say this anymore, you can't say that anymore. When are we going to settle in and all of us get together and say, okay, all you hunyuk dope, Dirt bags. Dope dirt bags. We're going to put you in prison. We're, we've had it with you. What's wrong with that? Right? Oh, they'll get 1500 bucks. 1500 Are we going to get $1,500? I don't think so. No, but the people in prison are. Yeah, they are. Okay, absolutely. why is that? Serial killers, the Boston bomber, every rapist, they're all going to get $1,500 of taxpayers' yeah. dollars. Why Why? Why is know, that in every, the COVID every, relief bill? Every Republican voted against it, and every Democrat voted for it. I don't understand it. I just don't get it. I don't either. I don't either. We're going to have to keep moving for, oh, my God, this is hard to believe. This just popped up this morning. More bad news for Andrew Cuomo. How much more bad news oh, can there be, getting, for God's he, sake? He's done. He is he's done. He's got good. Five, women, five women now. 
Six women now. Six, six, uh, six. After this six, morning. Yeah. Now there's six. I yeah. thought it took seven, right? Then you got to have to dig one more up. <laughs> you get one more. The seven beat. And yep. they're, not, they're not people from I 20 years know. ago. They're people from recent. Yeah, exactly. I have a question about that because we have three men and two women here. Okay, so I want to ask a question. Because the way he said, oh, I wouldn't do anything, blah, 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 blah. Um, a couple of the women said he hugged them with an unwanted hug. In private. Right? Oh, is it in private? In uh, private, in a hotel oh, room. That's a big difference. That's different. Then. Oh, yeah, that's totally different. Yeah. You're right. In public, that ain't no big deal. But when you're by yourself with someone in a hotel room, yep. that's pretty weird. No, you're absolutely right about that. Because there are people that I've known, you know, for 30, 35 years, my whole life, whatever, and I run into them. They're women. Every time I, I see I see them, they give me a big hug and a kiss. Oh, absolutely. It's just, yeah, every yeah, time. Absolutely. So it's the fact that he was doing this in hotel rooms. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it wasn't in public. It was in hotel room. <laughs> what a what a jerk. Yeah. Ish. And you can so tell he's pretty, he's pretty bullish and pretty... Yeah, he is. Nar- narcissistic. Is there any way in this situation, since he's going to go anyway, is there any way we can get a two-for-one deal where he has to take his brother with him? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't stand his brother. Oh. Yeah, he's pretty nerve-wracking. You know what I would like to see sometime? And I really would love to see. I would pay to see this. If they got Chris Cuomo from CNN and uh, what the hell is that? Greg Gutfeld from yeah, Greg Fox. Gutfeld. <laughs> okay, if those two could just try to try to be funny to each other, I think it would draw huge crowds because they are two of the most unfunny people on earth. They are. But one thing about Greg Gutfeld, he is a he yeah. is very 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 intelligent person. No, he is, but he's not Super funny. Smart That's the guy. No, he's not. I funny. have a big problem. Well, if you're trying to be funny, you're not funny. It I just agree. comes natural, or you can't do it. You know. But yeah, he's constantly trying to, and, and Chris Cuomo is always—it's always about how wonderful he is too. You know, I'm being funny. I'm a wonderful human being, and I uh, remember when he was—he uh, was uh, trying to do one-arm one-arm presses with a 110-pound weight. Yeah, I guarantee you, those were balloons on there. There's no <laughs> way that guy can do that. What a joke! I think when he did the whole COVID thing, I think that he, I don't think he ever had COVID. I think it was all fake. I agree. Because he was out, people spotted him out in New York the same week. Did they really? Yeah, he got caught in Central Park. That was a big That's scandal. Terrible. With no mask. Well, absolutely. We must take a break because we have a very special guest up next with the family. Tom Bernard here with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always great to be with you, Tommy. Michael, we've talked before about the XCheck app at North American Banking Company, where you can send money to your friends and family directly from your account to theirs for free. I imagine people are using that a lot these days, huh? Beyond paying a friend back for the dinner you split or paying fantasy football or golf side action, we've heard from our customers that they're using XCheck to send money to their grown-up kids for a family takeout meal or using it to pay the person that plows their driveway in the winter. Our customers love the flexibility of paying right from their account in just a couple of taps on their phone wherever they are located. I use XCheck, and it's just as easy as Michael says. Send money in one business day or less, and it's completely free. Get X-Check by contacting any of North American Banking Company's five Twin Cities locations. So why not bank with my banker? That's you, Mike. Tommy, thanks for the privilege. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 
As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Belting out a tune, you know what I'm saying. In any case, Andy, is, is Mr. Heller ready to go? Yep. Ready to go. Michael Heller, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, Michael? It's great to be with you. Nice to be having you on the show today, sir. Um, I, I did something with you that I never do. I looked at the uh, title of your book, Mine, How the Hidden Rules of Ownership Control Our Lives. It's available on Amazon and everywhere else. But I read the title of the book, and I went, I don't, I don't want to read the descriptor. I want to hear it right from Michael. Mine! By the way, mine is capitalized, which it should be, <laughs> which is one thing I really liked. But uh, a hidden set of rules governs who owns what, explaining everything from whether you can recline your airplane seat to why HBO lets you borrow a password illegally. And in this lively and entertaining guide, two acclaimed law professors reveal how things become mine. Michael, what a great name for a book. What a great pleasure to be on your show. Let's make it mine. was very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> my show, mine. It's yours. It's yours. That's the, that's the, yeah, there we go. That's, that's the sequel will be yours. Yeah, uh-huh. mine and yours. Yeah, that's right. The first book is mine. The next one is yours. Um, how, so what is this? I love the fact that you do point out that mine is one of the first words that every human being learns, no matter what language. Mine is very important to babies. It's very important. It goes way back. It's not just kids. It goes back in our evolutionary history, like... When birds are chirping, what they're actually saying is, back off, buddy, this territory is mine. And this is true in every culture in the world. The like kids are saying, mine, mine, mine. You go in a playground, that's all you hear is kids shouting mine. Mm-hmm. What's amazing, yeah, that actually, is that there's a, you know, a handful of stories those kids are using, and it's the same stories we adults use, actually, to claim everything else around us. Yeah, I mean, people so, People often say it's like, oh, you, you can't own land or you can't own the earth. Well, every animal in the, on the planet thinks they own some bit of the earth because they came, they got there first. Horns. That's how it works in the <laughs> right. animal world. That's absolutely right. They got there first. And that, that, that story, for, you know, I was there first. Like, that is one of just six basic stories that we humans use to claim everything. Yep. First is really powerful. And why, why do they think that it is, uh, just because you got there first doesn't mean you do it best? I mean, that, isn't that a problem Absolutely in the long not, run? Yeah. yeah, for sure. So it's like, one of the things I try to tell people, and it's actually you know, sort of very, always a surprise to my law students, is that law is like massively overrated. It turns out that almost <laughs> all the conflicts we go through all day long uh, are outside of the law. 
And one of the one of the many areas that's outside of the law is like first in time. Like when you line up to get the ice cream cone or line up for your latte, that isn't the law. That's just everybody saying it's mine if mm-hmm. I get there first. And you're right, it might not yeah, be the most true. efficient way or the best way. But it is the way we do it. You know, it turns out there are these very simple stories that we use to get through our day. They feel pretty natural. They trace back to the animal world and they shape who gets what all day long, every minute. Well, in land use, I see, I mean, if if you claim land and you improve upon it, then you've got some labor in it. And I understand that that would make you feel like you owned it because you put in all that time and effort, right? Yeah, and that's actually how America was settled. You know, like that was when, when the mm-hmm. settlers went west and were, you know, taking land from Native Americans. Uh, the way that uh, ownership started in this country was something called the Homestead Act in the 1860s. You think about, like, Laura, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder at House on the Prairie. The way they got their land wasn't by buying it. It wasn't by being first. Uh, the way they got it was by a certain kind of labor, by chopping down trees, planting things in rows. Basically, you had to labor. You had to reap what you sow. And that was the basis for ownership for a lot of land in America. Reap what you sow. Labor is the second of the six basic stories. Just like first in time. The town that I live in, it actually the, Tom and his family used to live in because I bought their house. That's most the, most of the property owners there got their land from serving in the military. That was their payment. Oh yeah, that's Isn't that right. amazing. We didn't know like, that. Yes, it's a very important form of it's an incredible service to the country. And one way that you can create original ownership <laughs> is by uh, is by saying we're going to reward military service with um, with land. Actually, you know that sounds very modern. But when you think about a thousand years ago, like when when the Anglo-American law first was created, uh, that was what it meant to own land. Actually, uh, you would only it was your relationship to the king, and you would get land in exchange for providing a mounted knight to go fight in the war. Feudalism. That was actually the how how you got land originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny because most of these families were not from this country. They were from Germany and France. I mean, a lot of Germans and out Germany, there. Germany and France. And one side of the river's all French and one side of the river's all German. And they got their land for <laughs> fighting in the war. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. the government still I hope, technically... I hope, that it, I hope that it's still... Oh, go ahead. I hope it's, still, I hope it's all still feasible. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Very much is. <laughs> the French and the Germans. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> What were you saying, Andy? Yeah, I mean, technically, the government still owns owns all of the land. Even if you own the land, the government really owns it. So they can technically... Oh, there's always eminent domain. Yeah, they can do eminent whatever they domain, want with yeah. it. But they can condemn it. And, yes. and I've seen that work very well. And perfect example is West Palm Beach, uh, where city's pl- city center, city place is. That was one of the worst yeah. neighborhoods in the, probably the country. Oh, was and that a the, residential yeah. area? Yeah, that and they... the, the mayor did... Intimate domain. He said, get the hell out. Knocked, it was a woman, actually. She knocked every house down and built city center, and it changed the city right. yeah, forever. Yeah, that was a smart idea. Yeah, it helped. It changed yeah, the city I'm, forever. Yeah, I'm, talking, I'm talking to you guys from New York City, and the, the, the mayor here did the same thing with Times Square. You know, it's um, hmm. domain. Yep. It's a very, it's a, it's a pretty scary power. So is it like, what it says is government can come, they pay you. Yeah. But the reason your property wasn't for sale for the, the government is like, it's actually often worth more to you then it's worth to them. So it's, it's actually a very right. complicated power to have the government come in and take your land. But that power, that also goes back to, like, medieval England. You piss off the king, you know, he can take your land. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Michael, let me ask you a question. So... Is this idea that, you know, little children, one of the first words they say is mine, and you always hear mine when you're a little kid and mine when you're going through school, is this where squatting came from? They just assumed if they squatted the land, it would be mine. I mean, is that where it came from? 
You know what? That's actually right. Um, so we've talked already a little bit about first in time as being a, you know, one of the six stories, and we talked about labor, you put yourself. A third of the six stories is, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law. That is, like, right. super powerful stuff. You know, and that phrase, possession is nine-tenths of the law, that phrase actually goes back 4,000 years to wow. what we call the Code of Hammurabi. It's like one of the earliest legal codes in, like, human civilization. And uh, the way that people could get land then was they would, they would have owners, just like today. But if you used somebody else's land, if you squatted on it, farmed it for a couple of years, at that point, the possession itself became ownership. And that ancient Ooh. rule from 4,000 years ago, that's still the rule in America today. If somebody else is on your land, they're, like, mowing your lawn for enough years, or they're, you know, planting rose bushes, or they're sharing your driveway. After enough years, their possession becomes the law. Possession is incredibly powerful. Um, people don't realize that you know, possession is nine times the law. Actually works. In, actually works in practice if if you're not careful about your land. It's true. I, I actually had had it happen to me. Someone was living in a house that I had. And it was, yeah. and I couldn't get them out. <laughs> and, the, and this was in Los Angeles, and L.A. County Sheriff's Department said you cannot kick them out. They've been there long enough, and they have rights. And it took six months. I mean, I, yeah. I had to go to court and serve them with eviction notices. You and hundreds of thousands of other. And they broke into my house. <laughs> <laughs> they broke in, absolutely. You're like, my God, this is my house. How can it possibly be the case? It's true. And, you know, if they break in, if yeah. they break in, you can repel them initially. But once they get it, and you can actually get them out pretty easily. But once they actually get in and get established, yeah. it's actually quite hard to get people out. Possession really matters. This is a big deal after the mortgage foreclosure crisis. This is maybe ancient history for some of you. But 10, 12 years ago, there were a lot, thousands of squatters who took over houses that were foreclosed on. And getting them out yeah. was an incredible struggle because, you know, possession is such a powerful instinct, and the law actually respects that instinct, My, you know, the, maybe too much. The biggest thing, though, is the, the people who broke in, they changed the locks up, but once they turned the gas on in their name... And they had a yep. they had an oven oh, yeah. an oven and a heater going. That was their house. Yeah, it's all about you know, an oven and cooking. So let me let me think about let me ask you this: so Like, say you're in a say you're like in the grocery store and you like put your you know some eggs and, and the milk and you, you go to check out. And imagine if somebody like reaches into your shopping cart and like takes the eggs out of your <laughs> shopping cart. You would say, "What are you doing? That's absolutely crazy." But the reality is, you don't own the ads. You don't own the milk. You're still on the yeah. floor. You haven't paid for them. Yeah. Your claim, yeah. your outrage, your outrage, just because you have possession. Like possession turns out to be more powerful than law. Like you might slug the guy if someone takes the milk out of your cart, but it's just possession. And it's the same with your house. That's crazy. God, that's so amazing. It is absolutely insane. How did this all get started, Michael? In the, like you said, 4,000 years ago, I, I guess I could understand that. But how did it carry over into modern-day law? That's bizarre. Well, modern-day law, like if you think about the word important, like that's an important word. Well, in the middle of important mm. is like port. And actually the word important comes from the word port. And so it turns out all of our modern law today has these like weird, crazy echoes from all of this ancient stuff that you wouldn't like, be really surprised about. Like, for example, um, how we own, like, oil and gas and water in this country, like, really important stuff right. that we need to, like, power our economy. All those rules actually trace back to, like, who, you know, who owns a wild animal when, they, when you shoot it crossing somebody else's land. Like, literally, oh, like, yeah. crazy yeah. old rules from hundreds of years ago then became the rules for things like 
who owns water and gas. And like in, in many parts of the country today, and a lot of us are on low water. Say, you know, say your neighbor digs a deeper well, or perhaps has a more powerful motor, and your well dries up. Can they do that? Like the answer is, in many parts of the country, sure they can. But that rule traces back to like you know what happens if you capture a fox on somebody else's land? It's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. I love this. Mine explains these puzzles and many more. Surprisingly, there are just six simple stories that everyone uses to claim everything. Owners choose a story that steers us to do what they want, but we can always pick a different story. This is true not just for airplane seats, but also for battles over digital privacy, climate change. You know, that one terrifies me, by the way, Michael. Battles over digital privacy. Digital is going to destroy the earth, if you ask me. Yeah, listen, I don't know that I want to live in that world. Like, when we move to a right. stream of ones and zeros controlling our lives, actually, it's yep. much more in that way than you realize already. Like, you know, governments oh. uh, haven't really stepped in. I was going to uh, say when. A new resource. I was going to say when. That's already happening. Oh yeah, the government is. <laughs> it's too late. The government is a solid twenty <laughs> years behind in that. Yeah, they and they are. That's true. Whenever there's any new resource, like like digital, um, companies step in and make their claims. Uh, and it turns out you own a lot less online than you think you do. Like possession, maybe nine tenths of the law, like on real ground. But when you move to the online world, you click that buy now button, and you own a lot less than you think. Amazon and Apple have deleted. Um, books and movies right off of people's devices, and they have the right to do so because they've redefined yeah. uh, that simple story. Online possession is much more like one country. And even if you have your stuff trademarked and copyrighted, you can't, there's, it doesn't matter. I have my name and my likeness is trademarked and copyrighted, but I still, people use it all the time, and my lawyer says, yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, but that's because you're so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you are an attorney, aren't you? <laughs> Not actually, I just play one on TV. Not really. I'm a law. <laughs> okay. It's a whole different thing. We don't know much about the actual law. Well, I'm learning as time goes by more about the law every day. It's pretty fascinating stuff, no doubt about that. Uh, God, you, you cover, Michael, you cover everything in mine. Hot button topics like 23andMe and the Wild West of genetic data, how to make sense of kidneys. Did you hear about that poor woman that just had her DNA done? She's got her DNA taken care yeah. of, you know, tracing her family history. Turns out her father massacred his whole, after they had, he had her with a different woman, abandoned yeah. that woman and, and this woman as a little girl, married another woman. Well, it turned out her dad murdered all five people in the family. Whoa. Nice you know, DNA. You do genetic testing, yeah, you find out a little more than you want to find out. There's a lot of surprises in people's family history. There's a lot, um, a, 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 yeah, a lot of people find out that who they think their dad is isn't actually their dad. Um, <laughs> it can be, it can be uh, there's, there's, some, there's some downsides. There's, more information is not always better. But I, here's a, here's I a really, agree. Here's a really terrifying thing. Here's a really scary thing. Like, it, you know, it happens, you know, it's challenging for your own family when you find out stuff that you don't, that you don't expect. But even more mm -hmm. so what's happening is what people don't realize. When you, when you send in your data to 23andMe, your gene sample, they actually are assembling a profile of you. And it's everyone in your family, oh, even God. people who didn't send in the blog. And they actually sell that data to yeah. pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies. So it turns oh. out that like, just, like your, just like your online stuff is up to grabs, it's also up to grabs for your genetic data. And, right, and even if you don't send in a sample, if somebody else in your family does, uh, they can identify you. It's all about the money. Mm -hmm. Is there anything the consumers can 
can do to protect themselves from all of this stuff, or is it just like too bad? Nah, it's too much for you. Oh no, no, no! It's not too much. I mean, the, the, the very first thing you can do is know that it's happening. Like a lot of people say, "Oh yeah, things are terrible out there," but and, and they say, "Oh man, law, law has something that I can't handle. It's like it's like too far away. It's like too fancy." But the reality is, all of this stuff happens outside of the law, and it turns out there's just a very small number of very simple stories that even kids know. And once you know those stories, you actually can begin to fight back. You can begin to say, "You, can, you don't have to put I I agree to." To share my data on the, gene, on the gene databases. You can say, no, give me about my family. I'm prepared to find out my father was somebody else, but I don't want mm-hmm. you using my data for... Um, and you actually have the right to do that. But in order to know you can you trust, have right. Can you trust can you them, trust them to that? not do it even... Can you trust them? You know, I mean, who knows? Maybe you send in the data anonymously. Um, uh, but... Um, yeah, you know, I mean, they, they mostly do, you know, they, they mostly are obligated. If you say, don't use my data, other than tell me my specific family, they pretty much have to keep it out. Uh, some states like California actually now have a do not track where you can, you know, opt out of having, you know, it's, it's always this weird thing, like you go and, you know, you buy a plane ticket for a weekend in Dallas, and like the rest of your week on the web, you're getting like ads for Dallas hotels and restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's because they're tra- it's because of something called your click thing. They actually, that's what powers the internet is. That's the reason that Facebook and Google are all free, is that they're collecting that data to sell to advertisers about you. And in most of the country, you actually have no way to protect yourself against that. Some states now are starting to create laws that give you the right to opt out of it. So if you want to say, what can you do? I mean, you can push your state to say, hey, listen, you know, my data is mine. And it comes from my body. It's another one of the six simple stories. It comes from me. And it doesn't attach to uh, the apps of, of, you know, Facebook and Google and Amazon. And, you know, they have one story that it's there, so I have another story that's mine. And if enough concerned citizens say, hey, this is crazy, you can have a law like California uh, that protects you. That is wonderful. I need to get Michael, can you stay for another segment? I, I would love to. Let me see. I have another, right. uh, yeah. Let me just check my schedule. I think okay. you're on the schedule um, for 20 more minutes. Oh, good. So I'm still good for 20 more? I think so, yes. Yep. Okay. So I can sit down. Yeah, sure. Happy to sit down. We'll be right back in two minutes more with Michael Heller. Mine! As in my guest. Get it? Get it? Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. 
It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Heller, our special guest. Uh, the book's called Mine, How the Hidden Rules of Ownership Control Our Lives on Amazon and everywhere else. Michael, a quick question uh, from our audience. A couple of people asked this question. They're seeing a lot of TV ads right now about how people can steal the title to your house and you have to fight like mad to get back ownership of your house. I've seen those ads a couple of times. Do you, do you know anything about that? Yeah, I mean, it's a phenomenon that, that is a, sort of an art, a result from our system of ownership in this country, which is uh, that there isn't a central registry of deeds. What there is is um, you can just record documents. And people can record fake documents, uh, potentially. It doesn't happen, doesn't happen very often, uh, but it certainly can happen. Um, and then once you have um, conflicting uh, claims on the house, it can be very, um, uh, it's very expensive to sort those back out. So um, no one necessarily gives you notice when they file um, uh, when they file a claim uh, so undoing that as you know is un- you know I, I said at the start of the show that you know law is overrated and, and you know, yeah. 99.9% of ownership conflicts you know don't involve law but that one that your listeners raise like that is one where law really matters like where you actually have to pay attention and get it right because uh, that fake deed can become a real deed if you don't if you don't sort of I actually know someone that that, that happened to. Him. He got his identity oh. stolen. His identity got stolen, yeah. and then they went and used his identity to the bank and took out three mortgages on the house, and got all the money. Yeah, can, and he lost his yeah, house. You, your, you can lose the house, and you can also wreck your credit. You well, know? Oh, he like, lost uh, his house and wrecked his credit. Yeah, that's a bad. Uh, you have to be careful about this stuff. You know, this is this is um, part of the. And we talked earlier about the danger of our new online lives. Uh, a lot of these kinds of frauds and scams become a lot easier when you can just when you just need to do it with a few clicks, rather than with actually a face-to-face person that you can like evaluate like is this person for real. I think the only way to be safe is not use anything that has internet connection. <laughs> Probably yeah, true. Then, you know, then, then that. we wouldn't be able to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't even buy a regular phone anymore. They make you you can't buy a flip phone anymore. These companies are phasing them out. You have to get a smartphone. Yeah, my, my, yeah, it's true. My here in New York, where I'm calling from, you know, I my landline disappeared a year or two ago. Yeah, yep. I'm just on the cell now. Yeah, God, I just how is it possible that somebody can just make up a fake deed, and all of a sudden, okay, that's fine. I mean, what kind of government do we have? They love to spend our money by the billions, but protecting us is something they're not interested in. What's and, that all about? And Tom, well, he, this, he you know, go- this actually goes way. Good. It actually goes pretty far back, actually. Um, that, these rules that allow these fake deeds to be created, that was actually part of the rush to settle the West 100, 200 years ago. Uh, people actually didn't want the government. Actually, this was one of the big choices America made was okay. in Europe, actually. The gov- in Europe, actually, the government uh, actually 
uh, uh, registers every deed. So these kinds of frauds can't happen. But in America, with that sort of frontier attitude, people were racing out there, claiming land, and uh, there was a lot of fake deeds in America early on. They were really hard. This is, this is not a new phenomenon. It's actually a very old phenomenon. And uh, it was actually uh, very much sort of subtler spirit to keep government out of uh, um, policing uh, who owns what, which means that these, it's actually what makes these frauds possible, is that there's very little government involvement. When it, when, it, when it happened to my friend, he was like, well, I'm not worried about it because it's, it's totally illegal. So I'm going to get my house back, and they're gonna, the bank will have to eat the money. But no one helped him. It's not the way it works. It's <laughs> not the way it works. No, you know, it's not the way it works. Things, yeah, once it's out there, you, have to, you really do have to it, – that's something you actually do have to pay attention to. You can't, like if, – if, if you imagine it will go away or think it will solve itself. It doesn't. It really doesn't. No. Nope. And the scammers who do these are sophisticated at what they do. So you need, you need to actually fight back uh, on the same terms. But I have a question for you. Um, sure. Some, but most people, 95% of people, I think, in America have a mortgage. You're listed on that mortgage as the owner. That's a legal document. How, how does that not yeah. work? Well, the, 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 um, the mortgage, yeah, you, are in the doc, you are in that document, but it's, it's not. Um, somebody else is able to basically get a copy of the deed and able to take out, uh, take out the mortgage. Uh, then the mortgage... Um, it doesn't show up necessarily in any records that come to you and under your name. If they're diverting your mail, if they've captured your identity, uh, they can put it potentially in your name and not have it be basically traced back to you. you right. That, find out about it. That was the right. first step. His identity got stolen, and they used his name yeah, yeah. to take out the mortgages. Yeah, that's, that's often the way it works. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, so it's a good idea to we, use a local banker yes. <laughs> who knows your name. Yeah. No, Catherine, you should ask Michael yeah, about yeah, that. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's the old-fashioned bank way banking works. People used to know each other's names. When you fall behind on the rent or the mortgage, they wouldn't kick you out because, you know, they figured... Actually, when the bank forecloses, they actually usually lose about a third of the value of the mortgage. Banks are, are much more interested, if they can, in working things mm-hmm. out. But in the context where they don't know you, there's a lot less sort of right. interest in working things out. You know, big national banks don't give nearly the same kind of service, typically, as small local ones, along exactly this dimension. They're the willingness to sort of work with the lender, but work with the borrower who's in trouble. Yeah, we got involved in a, there was an illegal mortgage put on a property that right. we were involved in, and it took years to figure yeah, that so out. Sorry. It did. It took years. It's so yeah. frustrating. It's so very, very, yeah, there's and a it, lot of stuff and, and, that and goes on that you have to be careful about. Yeah, yes. it's frustrating and it's expensive. Yeah, and you don't find out until you sell the property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right, so exactly. It's like, what's yeah, this? The, yeah, the system in our country, you can, anybody can register, anybody can record a, a lien against your title. If you don't pay a service worker, you know, someone, a carpenter, right. they mm-hmm. can record a lien. Um, right, and you right. don't get notice of those. So you have to, you have to, you know, there's no simple system for checking this. And, then, and that's what the scammers rely on. So, Michael, I gotta, I gotta ask you a favor. That woman I was just talking to is my wife. Please don't tell her she can just uh, fudge our marriage license. So I'm out. Okay. <laughs> That's what I tell you. I think everybody I knows. That, <laughs> I teach cases where that happens. So you gotta be careful. Oh, no. Is that <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Oh, Anything oh, can be turned Listen, into a scam, can't Tom, it? Tom, <laughs> yeah, Tom, aren't you already Listen, out? You can't yes. worry that much about it. You know, life is short, and most of these things don't happen. <laughs> mostly work out the way they're supposed to. Uh, you know, and you, but I always tell them, again, my students, that your, your real goal is to avoid dealing with the law. 
Like, your real goal is to, like, work yeah. this stuff out. People mostly are in good faith. People mostly want to do the right thing. You know, mostly all of our ownership battles happen with people trying to be polite, have good manners, and figure out what's the right thing to do. And that's the way it should be. You can't actually function as a society if everything is based on law. Everything is like, we have to, we have to go to law to solve every problem. It's funny because I know I, I know two different people, property owners, who fought their neighbors over like two feet of their property line, like oh, <laughs> for years. Like, who cares? It's two feet. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the that's the real stuff of ownership in America. It's not like you know these you know big debates about the Constitution. Like the real life of the law is like those two feet of the who, who mows those two feet. <laughs> like that's where the battles are really intense. Yeah. Right. I, I have a quick question. I saw on your bio that you said um, it said that uh, knockoff handbags, it's not illegal yeah. and it actually helps the industry. No, it's totally illegal. I mean, one of the one of the one of the real you know cool findings in our book is that um, a lot of really savvy companies have figured out um, a strategy that we call tolerated theft. Actually, quite profitable for companies often to tolerate a certain amount of theft. So there's a you know, busy market of fake you know, Prada handbags and Rolex watches. But Rolex and Prada actually benefit. But what the fakes do, the fakes are cheap. And what they do is they teach people what to aspire to. Like fakes mm. are like the oh. best free advertising right. for the original. So a lot really? of times people, the pipeline is you buy a fake. And then when you buy a fake, you feel like, ah, I'm kind of a fake. And as people get a little wealthier, they, uh, 40% of people who buy fakes eventually upgrade buy, to buy the real deal. Yeah. So it turns out to be quite profitable, the Rolexes and Pradas and Chanel's, to tolerate a certain amount of theft. It's actually a savvy business strategy. I like it when you see those watches with the Rolex has two L's and the <laughs> Chanel is spelled like those. Chandler. I love those. I love those. I have my Armani tie with the Armani spelled watch. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, New York. You walk. What what is that area where they sell all the knockoff Times handbags? Square, yeah. No, not Times Square. Used to be down no, on, Square. On, on, on Canal Street. Canal Canal Street. Canal Street. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. walking street. down the street. It's like, hey lady, hey lady, you want Prada? Hey lady, you want Fendi? Hey lady. You're like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's great. I love it. I love that stuff. It's so much fun. That's the real life of property. Is like, you know, do you do the people who own those um, those those trademarks and copyrights? Do they police them? And sometimes they do. But sometimes they don't. And when they don't, they're doing it for a very good business reason, which is to build their brand. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Well, Michael, I feel much less safe after talking to you. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. The conversation sort of veered in a kind of frightening direction. You go, I'm going to go check my deed as well. Yeah, we're all, <laughs> yes. we're all screwed yeah, exactly. now. We're all screwed. What a great idea. The book is called Mine, How the Hidden Rules of Ownership Control Our Lives, available on Amazon and everywhere else. Michael Heller, uh, I tell you, you're a great guest. I'd love having you on again. Uh, check in once in a while because I want to see if, you know. I would love to. If the shirt off. Super fun. How about the shirt off my back? Thanks, Michael. <laughs> Have a great day, sir. Totally a pleasure. You too. Ta-ta. Thanks. Bye. He said ta-ta. Mm-hmm. Ta-ta. He said ta-ta, baby. Ta-ta for now. I cannot believe that someone just take your stuff, no matter what it is, and if you don't even notice, you don't get... You don't get notification when someone's trying to steal your house. You don't because that they, they think it's you. Ridiculous. Oh God! Uh, they they well, do it as Tom Bernard. Call. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people don't use bankers. They know like you guys do, and I that's do. That's true. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah that's they use true. big National Bank of America and stuff. They're not going to call you. Yeah, I'm never doing <laughs> that's that again. True. 
using a big multinational oh, bank. No Even though way. I have to say, I have right. to say, I I do I st I'm still with Wells Fargo. I don't know why, but I am. But they do call me that when I'm in weird places and use use my Wells Fargo. They <laughs> call me and say, "Hey, are you in you know North Africa?" And I go, "Yeah," but mm. they do call they do call my cell phone. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Wells, Wells Fargo's Fargo gotten into a lot of trouble oh, in God, the past for things, so yeah. I think they might be being more careful. I will tell you something, though. I have, for the last five years, been trying to shut down my Wells Fargo account, call him on the phone. They said they'd do it. They never did it. <laughs> I have a closed. Wells Fargo account that I haven't used in years, and they just will not, they won't shut it down. Well, I, I won't say the credit card company, but I have a credit card that is the same way, like, that you can't get rid of it. No. <laughs> God. They really don't want you to get rid of it. No, I suppose not. Well, we can take a break here. That was a hell of a good hour. I love that first. Alex, you couldn't shut up, but you know. <laughs> yep. Well, before we take a break, I just want to say that we updated our app again. So if you're using the app and you're having any issues, I would update it. Go into Google Play or Apple, uh, the App Store. And manually update that. Uh, and if you go into the app and go into the settings section, it should say it's version 5.0.1. That's how you'll know that it's up to date. So okay. 5.0.1. Yeah, because, yeah, people have been uh, having issues with the stream, and I think it's because they're using an outdated version of the app, but I'm not sure. So if anyone's using the app and having issues uh, and you are on 5.0.1, Text the text in number. Uh, tell us what device you're using, and then I will forward that to the app people. And what's and that number? So we updated people. it. The number is five six one two two eight four zero six one. You should probably memorize that at some point. Oh my God, I know that's been our number for so long, and none of us know it. He said that, and I was like, "That's not right." What? That's it? No. That's we it. updated it so that we can steal everybody's information. Yes. Exactly. Sell it to the chat. One more time. 561-228-4061. And it's 561, not 651. Yeah. It's a little confusing. Yes, it's a West Palm Beach number because that's where I registered exactly. it. That's very true. All right. We'll take that break. Be back in just a few minutes with Hour 2 with the family.